How's it going, everyone? My name is Stephen Michaels. Welcome to the number one Raiders podcast in the world. This is the Raiders Daily. All right, let's get right to it. The Raiders lost in week two to the Broncos, 20-19. The Raiders really should have won that game. Let's not sugarcoat this, okay? A lot of bad, bad, bad luck for the Raiders. In the fourth quarter, penalties, Jared Cook, a penalty, and then, of course, Keith Smith dropping that easy pass that would have went for a first down. I mean, there's just so many bad things that happen in that late fourth quarter. It reminded me of the Chargers. You know how the Chargers have the worst luck in the world? That's what the Raiders had. They dominated that game. They did everything right. Rashawn Melvin picking off Case Keenum in the end zone. The offense did exactly what it was planned to do. Get Jared Cook involved. Get Amari Cooper involved. The offensive line held up pretty good. I believe Derek Carr only got sacked once. The Raiders, you got to remember, they faced the L.A. Rams and then the Denver Broncos, two of, you would some would say, the best defense in the NFL, back-to-back. So, and they lost, yes, but they put up a fight. In the Rams game, the score does not reflect what happened in that game. The score got a little bit crazy at the end because Derek Carr threw that terrible pass. Now, last week against the Broncos, Derek Carr was unbelievable. He looked like Derek Carr back in 2016. This guy was accurate. He did all the right things. Now, there were a couple of times where I thought Derek Carr should have used his legs, but that's, you know, I can't do anything about that. Hopefully, he decides to start doing that because when he does, good things happen. I'm still waiting for the Derek Carr that was in 2016 and that played at Fresno. That guy, he would throw the ball all over the field. But you got to remember, the NFL is all about matchups. So when you're playing against a team like the Rams, you're not going to want to take, you don't have time to take big shots down the field. When you're playing against a team like the Denver Broncos, you got to watch out for guys like Von Miller. So you want to dump it off. But the Raiders did a good job in that game. And like I said, they dominated the game until the final seconds. Then, of course, what I did not like, I watched this game on film three times now, Bruce Irvin. Bruce Irvin taking plays off. It wasn't just the final drive. I, I saw on Twitter someone, I don't know who it was, They posted it on Twitter of Bruce Irvin not doing much on fourth down. Pretty much not doing anything at all. I mean, it was the game-winning drive for the Broncos, and this guy is just standing up, not doing anything. Well, he did that four times in the game, including two times in the first half. So I don't know what's going on with him, but he's got to play better. He is the guy now on defense. They put him where he wanted to be on the defensive line, As an edge rusher, now you expect Bruce Irvin to make big plays. He's got to start stepping it up. The Raiders got to start getting after the passer more. I know they don't got Cleo Mack. 
I am sick and tired of hearing about Khalil Mack from all these people who cover the Raiders. Mack this, Mack that. Go cover the Chicago Bears. Go cover them. If you care about one player so much and just want to talk about Khalil Mack, go cover the Bears. By the way, Khalil Mack... Obviously, he's going to look good because he's surrounded by good talent in Chicago. He was not surrounded by good talent in Oakland. So he's going to look better there when he has an awesome defensive line. It's just logical. I mean, these people who constantly, constantly, every time the the Raiders mention something about getting after a passer, oh, Cleo Mack. Cleo Mack, every time Cleo Mack has a play, these people, they, they get all excited about it. They got to go on Twitter. Man, these are people who cover the Raiders. Stop covering the team. Go cover Cleo Mack's career in Chicago. Go cover that. Go cover the team that, you know what, at the end of the day, will have the same record as the Raiders probably. The reason why they overpaid Cleo Mack is they're not paying a quarterback. That's the only reason why. God bless him. He didn't want to play for $14 million, which is a lot of money, by the way. He didn't want to play for $14 million for the Raiders. He wasn't going to play, by the way. He was going to sit out all the way till week eight. He had no, no plans of showing up. So what are you going to do? You're going to get two draft picks for him. It's sad. He's a great player. But it's time to move on. And that's why you should only listen to me. Why? What's the point of listening to other shows when all they're going to talk about is, oh, the Raiders need Cleo Mack. Newsflash, the Raiders would still be 0-2 with Cleo Mack. It makes no difference. One player is not going to make the difference. The Raiders lost against the Denver Broncos because of stupid penalties at the end by Jared Cook and a Keith Smith drop. Simple. Done. But should Raider fans start panicking? You're 0-2 right now. Oh no. You're 0-2. Now listen. Don't start panicking. Really don't. Now the Raiders, despite being 0-2, their offense, by the way, is ranked 10th in the NFL. Now, all of these stats should be taken with a grain of salt. Obviously, every team only played two games. The Raiders now shift their focus to the Miami Dolphins. They're going to have to travel to Miami and play at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. We know West Coast teams have a hard time winning playing early like this, but the Raiders need a victory here. They really do. And you know what? Judging by this game, we're going to move on from the Broncos now because, listen, it's over. I recapped the game. I thought the Raiders won. Uh, I really do. Remember about that Broncos game, too. Donald Penn did not do a good job blocking when the Raiders were kicking an extra point and that got blocked. That was one point. If the Raiders get that point, Even if the Rams go down the field and kick a field goal, the game is tied. And then you don't know what happens in overtime. Probably the Raiders win because they were winning all game long. But anyways, it's over, okay? The Broncos win. Big deal. 
It's over now. Now it's time for week three. There's no point of harping on the past. There's no point of being all sad and depressed. The Raiders are 0-2. The last time I checked, you play 16 games in the NFL season. And being 0-2 does not mean the season is over. In fact, if the Raiders were 0-4, I, I would be saying the same thing. The season's not over, guys. They got a big game in Miami. A lot of people, including uh, Vegas and all the betting websites, they're all taking Miami. They're on the Miami train. And I don't really understand it, to be honest with you, because let's take a look. Who has Miami played? Yes, they're 2-0. But remember, their first win came against the Tennessee Titans, where Marcus Mariota was not playing. He got injured. They lost their left tackle in that game. The game was delayed for like five hours or something crazy like that. So they beat a, a, a backup quarterback. I believe it was, what, Blaine Galbert? Congratulations. You beat Blaine Galbert. Galbert. I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. But that's the guy you beat. Then they beat the New York Jets, who have a starting rookie quarterback. Now, those aren't two impressive wins. It's just not. Now, I will say this. There are, there's a ton of talent in Miami. I've been studying them now for two days, watching all their film. Their wide receivers are really, really fast. They got a really good young running back. Uh, I believe he's in his third year now. He's really good in the run game and in the pass game. But, you know, they're not the Raiders. Let's take a look. Let's look at the head-to-head matchup. Raiders, total offense, they're ranked 10th in the NFL. Yes, they have a 10th ranked offense in the NFL. Their passing offense is ranked 8th in the NFL. Their rushing offense needs to get better. They're ranked 21st. Their scoring offense needs to get better. They're only averaging like 16 points a game. They're ranked 28th. Sacks allowed. They only allowed two sacks on the season. Then when you look at the Miami Dolphins, their total offense, they're ranked 27th in the NFL. Their passing offense with Ryan Tannehill, just the game manager, 28th in the NFL. Where they get a little better, of course, like I just mentioned, is in the run game. They are ranked 7th in the NFL in the run game. As far as their scoring offense, they're tied at 14th. Sacks allowed, they have given up five sacks. So maybe this is a game where the Raiders can get some sacks. Paul Gunther has to start disguising things. He's got to start bringing pressure. It does not have to come from the defensive ends. Right now, they don't really have anyone. Bruce Irvin is not playing that well. He's playing okay, but he could play better. Arden Key's obviously a rookie. Then they got guys like Frosty Rucker and Tink Carradine and players like that that simply aren't that great. I will say Clinton McDonald, a guy they signed last week, played pretty well against the Broncos. Surprisingly, he played pretty damn well. So maybe that will be a steal 
moving forward, we don't know. Um, just uh, also, uh, third down offense for the Raiders, they're ranked 17th. And uh, red zone offense, they're ranked 18th. Third down offense for the Miami Dolphins, they're ranked 20th. Red zone offense for the Miami Dolphins, they are ranked 25th. 25th. And then uh, if we look at the defense real quick, um, total defense for the Raiders, like I said, they're not really good on defense. But total defense, they're ranked 21st compared to the Miami Dolphins, who are really good against the run game. But their total defense is ranked 16th. Uh, Raiders passing defense, guess what? They're they're ranked 11th. They're not doing that bad of a job. It seems like they are, but, you know, they do give up big plays and things. But being ranked 11th isn't so bad. Um, But their rushing defense, not very good. They're ranked almost last at 31st, the Oakland Raiders. And their scoring defense is ranked 23rd. Uh, sacks, like I said, they only got two sacks on a season. They got to do better than that. And their third down defense definitely has to get better. They are ranked 26th in the NFL on their third down defense. You got to get better. And their takeaways, only one interception. That is what's been hurting them in the last couple of weeks. You gotta get more turnovers if you wanna win a football game. Just the way it is. So Miami, like I said, their total defense is ranked 16th. Their passing defense, uh, 22nd. Their rushing defense, that's where I said they're good at, is 8th. But here's the thing. Their scoring defense, allowing teams to score on them, they are ranked 4th. So the Raiders gotta figure a way to score points in this game. They have given up three sacks. That's a good thing. And, uh, yeah, so that's where it all comes down to. So we'll see if the Raiders can match up against this team. I think they can, by the way. Now, like I said, Miami has a ton of good playmakers. They really do, especially on offense. Their wide receivers, Kenny Stills, is very fast. He's been playing very, very well recently, uh, at least the last couple of games. There's a lot of guys, there's just a lot of speed on the outside. So that's going to be a problem for the Raiders' secondary is all that speed. they got to keep up with these guys. Uh, Kenyon Drake, their running back, He's he looks good. He really does. Um, and they still got Frank Gore. That guy's still trucking out there. He has 18 carries for 86 yards. Remember, we only played two games here. Also, if you're the Raiders' defense, you got to keep your eyes on Ryan Tannehill. This is a guy that likes to run the football. He already, already in two games, has 12 attempts for 48 yards. His longest was 20. So this means this guy's not scared to run the ball like Derek Carr should be doing. Now, as far as their wide receivers, like I said, Ryan Tannehill, he's a good game manager. He's good at getting everyone involved. Danny Amendola has eight receptions, 58 yards. Jakeem Grant, who's really coming along here, seven catches, 65 yards. Kenyon Drake, like I mentioned earlier, he has seven catches for 35 yards. 
Kenny Stills. He he's really good. Really good. Six catches, 123 yards. This guy, he averages 20 yards every time he catches the football. Albert Wilson is another one you're gonna have to look out for. They have a lot of guys. I mean, AJ Derby caught a pass. Frank Gore caught a pass. There's a lot of guys that get involved on Miami's offense. So the Raiders are going to have their hands full. They're going to be wearing black jerseys in Miami. It's going to be very hot out there, but they got to find a way to get a victory. You don't want to go 0-3. You really don't. Would it be the end of the world? No, it wouldn't. But you really need some, some momentum. And this Raiders team, with this offense, should be able to beat Miami. They really should. Like I said, Miami played two weak teams. They have yet to play a team like the Raiders that have that much offensive firepower. So I think the Raiders go into this game. If they give Derek Carr time, I think he's going to be able to get Cooper. I think Jared Cook's going to have a big game and watch out for Jordy Nelson. Also, I noticed when they played the Titans, uh, Miami, when Miami played the Titans and they played the Jets, they had trouble with running backs with screen passes. So Jalen Richard's got to have a big game. Most importantly, though, if you really want to beat Miami and beat them big time, you got to try to get a run game going. Like I said, this team is really, really good at keeping teams out of the end zone and stopping the run. If the Raiders can get Marshawn Lynch going, they got to try to get this guy going. Or any guy. Try getting Doug Martin, for Christ's sake, allowed. Get him going. Get Doug Martin. Any guy. Jalen Richard. Get them going, and that will open up the passing game. And if I, I think if it opens up the passing game, the Raiders will have great success. Now, now I should say that, you know, the uh, Miami Dolphins... They have some big, big playmakers on that team. There's no doubt about it. They got Mika Fitzpatrick back there, who's been really, really good. They got a lot. They got Kiko Alfonso, who's awesome. They got a lot of guys that are really, really good on that defense. They got Xavier Howard, who's been playing well. They got a lot of good guys. They really do. Then they can remember. They still got Cameron Wake. They got Robert Quinn, who's already had a sack. This team, they got a lot of talent on the defense. But I think the Raiders will be able to do some damage against them. They are talented, but they have not been tested by a good offense yet. That's the truth. The Titans, like I said, that game was a mess. A complete mess. You're playing against a backup quarterback and a big weather delay. Then you play against a rookie quarterback and the New York Jets. So, yes, they'll have the home field advantage. Miami usually doesn't have a huge home field advantage. If you ever watch their games, especially against the Steelers or the Cowboys, it's usually 60% the other team fans and then Miami Dolphins fans. I think Raider Nation is going to show out in this game. They are going to come out. And uh, there's going to be a lot of Raider fans there. So take advantage of that. It's going to be early. Like I said, it's very hard for a West Coast team to go on the road and play an early game and win. 
if you look back in history at the stats, it's not good. It's very tough to do. But I believe this Raiders team can do it. I really, really do. Now, as far as fans panicking, stop panicking. The, the teams play two games. Two games! They're 0-2. I know it looks bad. But it's not like they're getting killed here. It's not like they're getting out-coached and out this and out that. I mean, the basically, the Raiders' defense is a bunch of cast-offs who they have a bin but don't break defense. And the offense, yeah, was a little sloppy week one. But a lot of teams were when you don't play preseason. Derek Carr's stats for last week were incredible. He played awesome last week. I mean, he was on target pretty much all the time. I think he missed like two throws the entire game. So I wouldn't panic about Derek Carr right now. I just wouldn't. The guy played fantastically. He played fantastic last week. He had 90% completion rating. 90% he threw for 288 yards in one game. He threw for 288 yards. That's one game. I mean, guys, Raider fans, let me tell you something. When Derek Carr is on a roll, there's not a lot of quarterbacks that are as good as him. Obviously, there's quarterbacks that are better, but when he's on a roll, this guy, man, he's like, he's on fire. And just to let you know, when you want to compare the quarterbacks, Derek Carr has already thrown for almost 600 yards, 591. Ryan Tannehill has only thrown for 398. Okay? So that tells you something. Yes, Tannehill has more passing touchdowns than him, but that's mostly because the Raiders run the ball a lot when they're in the red zone. But, like I said, Marshawn Lynch needs to step up in this game. I think Jared Cook, he already has 13 catches on the season. Uh, That's more than anyone on Miami. He's going to have a big game. I think Amari Cooper is really starting to catch on now. He showed a lot of great a lot of great work against Denver. Look for him to step it up. But I think it might be time for Jordy Nelson to step it up. Seth Roberts, I can't believe it, but he stepped it up last week as well. Would like to see a little bit more production out of him, but he stepped it up. And uh, the Raiders just need to get more sacks, and they need to get more turnovers. They really do. That's what's really been hurting them the most, is the lack of turnovers. Like I said, they have one interception. Compared to the Dolphins, by the way, who have four. Rashad Jones has two interceptions. Kiko Alonzo has one interception. And Xavier Howard, like I mentioned before, he's looking pretty good. He has an interception. So the Raiders really need, first of all, Derek Carr needs to avoid throwing an interception in this game. Turnovers will be key. They really will be. But as far as panicking, guys, I really want it. Let's wait for this game to be done. Then they go home to play Cleveland. So it's kind of early to panic. And I know the media, the anti-Raider media, that's what I'm calling them, they want you to panic because they don't like John Gruden. That's the truth. They hate John Gruden. They want the Raiders to lose. They don't have your back like I have your back. And trust me, I mean... 
You're, it's me. If I want to criticize the Raiders, I criticize the Raiders. Go listen to my shows last year. I was criticizing average Jack, not Captain Jack, Del Rio all year long because I thought he was terrible, terrible head coach. And he is a terrible head coach. And I just, Todd Downing was awful. The team played awful. Everyone was terrible. I don't see that in this year's team. This is a team, I know a lot of Raider fans don't want to hear this, but they're in a rebuild mode. Now, in the building, I can tell you they don't like to use that word. They call it retooling. But that's why they have so many vets. And the reason why they got to do this, and the reason why maybe the Cleo Mack trade isn't so bad, is because Reggie McKenzie's draft picks have been terrible since 2014. I mean, 2014, he had a good draft class. He had, you got Derek Carr, Khalil Mack, obviously, Gabe Jackson. But ever since then, I mean, where are all these players? Jihad Ward, where is he? Clive Walford, where is he? Uh, Mario Edwards Jr., where is he? All of these high-picked guys, Elijah Hood, well, he wasn't really high-picked, but still. All these guys, I mean, they there's no one around. The Raiders have all these new players. They got more than half their teams as new players. So it's going to take a little bit for these players to gel. And trust me, when they get their first win, and it could happen in Miami, that will create momentum. That will create confidence moving forward. And if they can get the momentum and they can get the confidence, you never know what's going to happen. I have watched teams that... No one really thought would do that great. For example, last year's Eagles team. You know, Carson Wentz coming in as a rookie. They win nine games. That's great. You know, that's what people were thinking. The guy's a rookie. What happens? He's on fire. And then he gets hurt. Oh, no, it's the end of the world. No, it's not. Nick Foles wins them a Super Bowl. I mean, you just never know what's going to happen. So two games in, the overreaction is just stupid. It's just dumb, and it's mostly caused by the media covering the team. It's the people who are supposed to be giving you news and information and content like I'm delivering to you right now are the ones causing this because they don't like John Gruden because Gruden trolls them and owns them at every single turn. They they get asked about a pass rush and John Gruden will troll them and say, well, yeah, we need, to, we need to get a pass rush. He's saying that to troll them about the Cleo Mack thing because he's sick and tired of hearing it too. The bottom line is, I said it before, I'll say it again, Cleo Mack wasn't going to show up. $14 million wasn't enough for him to be a Raider. He didn't want to be a Raider no more. He's gone. Get over it. If you can't get over it, go be a Chicago Bears fan. But right now, you should be riding with Gruden. You should be riding with Derek Carr, your franchise quarterback, who just came off a terrific game. The Raiders are going into Miami. If they beat Miami, they will be 1-2, and two, and then they will be going against Cleveland next. You don't know. They could end up being 2-2, two and two and everything will be completely fine after that. It's a clean slate. We just don't know. They could go 0-3. They could lose against Miami, but then win three in a row. 
You don't know. When John Gruden was the coach the first time, I believe the Raiders lost like four games to end the season. May, may have been more than that. And they still did well. Or in the, in the middle of the season, I should say. So listen, you you just don't know. It's too early. And everyone who covers the NFL will tell you this. Now, a lot of them don't want to say it publicly because you don't get your hot takes in if you say that. You can't tell fans, hey, it's only week two. Don't really buy into the stats, which you shouldn't. Don't buy into the hype about these 2-0 and teams. They can't say that because they need hot takes. If you watch ESPN and watch Shannon Sharp, if you can understand the guy, you know, him and his hot takes and uh, the Dracula-looking guy, Skip Bayless, and uh, who's who's those other people? Uh, the, the Max guy, he's annoying. Uh, Chris Carter and that other weird-looking, alien-looking dude. Uh, I don't know his name. But the, they're all about hot takes on TV. They're not going to tell you the truth, especially those other... Chris Carter knows football, but that other guy, he doesn't know football. He doesn't know anything about football. So don't listen to his opinion. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. And the people who are covering the Raiders, you know what? If they don't, if the, if they all want to just talk about Quill Mack, you can follow me at the Raiders Daily. I don't like to mention the guy's name. I just cover the Raiders. And if you want to, you know, be a really good fan, a really cool fan, you can join TRD Elite, my subscription service, only on Facebook Secret Group. We have the best information, news, and content where I do exclusive video shows pretty much Monday through Thursday, breaking down everything. We talk about everything. Live video shows. I used to do it on Periscope. But why do it for free when I can do it for the fans? I only let 50 people in there. If you want to know more, you just go to my Facebook. It's facebook.com slash the Raiders Daily. You direct message me there and I show you the way. All right, everyone. That is it for this episode. Again, this Sunday, Raiders versus the Dolphins, 1 p.m. Eastern time. It's going to be a tough task for the Raiders. But I think they can pull it off. And if they do, I think good things will come. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. My name is Stephen Michaels. This is the Raiders Daily Podcast.